catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning. I'm Juvon Lambert, and this is The Point from WUFT News. A high school organization in Gainesville is running to raise awareness about mental health and suicide prevention. I spoke with WUFT reporter Avery Lotz about a suicide victim, Ryan Howell, who he was, the scholarship that's in his name, and the legacy he's leaving behind. He was, you know, a, a brother, a son, a friend to many. Um, he was a talented artist. He was, as his mom described him, a free spirit. Um, he loved to run cross country. He rode his skateboard. She said she has videos of him riding all around U.S. campus on his longboard. Um, he seemed to have made a lot of friends both in his time in high school and his time when he was with the Perspectives program. He seemed to be someone that even in those dark moments, he was bringing a lot of light into uh, other people's lives. So what happened to Ryan? So Ryan was, um, he struggled with some addiction issues. Um, toward the end of, uh, I guess, uh, after his high school experience, um, around the ages of 20, 21. Um, at 21, he was uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia. So he was struggling with some addiction, substance abuse issues. And on top of it, he had this pretty all-consuming um, mental health issue. And he was actually showing a lot of progress with uh, perspectives. It's something that Teresa said. They, of course, harbor no resentment for perspectives, and they really appreciate all that all that the um, the facility did for him. They thought it was a really perfect place for him. But um, the way she described it was just kind of things got a little a little overwhelming really quickly for him. He was actually planning to to move out. Unfortunately, he he did take his own life, and so um, that is kind of the the tragedy that really sparked this um, this call for change and to further this conversation. Going into the scholarship, so what is his family doing to honor his memory? Teresa, his mother, said it was actually her cousin who kind of gave her the idea to start a memorial scholarship to try to help people who are in similar situations. So the money from the scholarship goes directly to uh, Perspectives Integrated Treatment and Sober Living, which is headquartered in Ocala. Um, and that was where he lived in one of the community living facilities there, one of their independent living facilities. Um, so basically, it's just targeted at helping people who need access to those do that treatment to those services, but can't necessarily afford it on their own because it is, you know, a, a pretty pretty pricey treatment. I know um, Teresa was talking about, especially in Ryan's case, being duly diagnosed, it becomes even more complicated and even more expensive to find treatment in certain places. So the scholarship is really aimed at finding those individuals and getting them the help that they need so that they can continue to live a healthy and productive life. Let's let's talk about the message that. Uh, you know, his family wants to send. Yeah. So yeah. What, what message do they hope to send? A lot of it is, um, of course, aims at destigmatizing these conversations about suicide prevention, about mental health awareness, making it so that people are comfortable to get help early and they know where to turn. And when they do turn there, they're comfortable and open to talk about the issues that they're facing, because that's really the only way that they're going to be able to get help. It help is if they're comfortable to talk about it in the first place. And another thing that, um, that Teresa really, really, uh, emphasized was having people have people in their community, medical professionals or not, that they feel comfortable turning to that people are willing to facilitate this conversation, whether it's, you know, young people talking to other young people, young people talking to their parents, talking to their teachers, having people that they know they can turn to without fear of judgment or without the fear of being turned away for a lack of resources, a lack of funds, or just for judgment reasons of any sort. Um, 
And so that was, you know, really was something she was focused on. And I absolutely loved talking to um, the students from Buholtz DECA as well, because they were just so, so mature and composed having these conversations that I think so many adults are afraid to have. But these, you know, 17 year olds were so unafraid to talk about such, such serious issues that are impacting so many people in our society today. Um, and that was just something that was really inspiring. So you can kind of see the impact of what this scholarship is doing on these students. Definitely. Well said. Um, so on the 5K and donating in general, actually, where, where can people donate to the uh, scholarship? Yeah. So there is a GoFundMe that I actually have linked in the story. So if there's anybody who wants to go donate, there's a GoFundMe right there um, in the section running for recovery in the hurdles of 2020. Um, so uh, they used um, uh, to, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, the race itself was a $20 entry fee. So a lot of the funds came from that. But then a lot of people who were maybe out of state or didn't have the capability to run in the race decided to turn to the GoFundMe instead. And Teresa said that was the big difference between the first race in 2018. They did not use the GoFundMe. And that wasn't something the students had initially thought of. And then when they did bring in the GoFundMe, she said that, you know, the amount of donations they received just absolutely skyrocketed. And then um, perspective in 2019 and again this year in 2021, they've agreed to match all of the donations. So they'll whatever they got through the race into the GoFundMe will be doubled by perspective. That was WUFT reporter Avery Lotz about a student organization that is running to raise awareness about mental health and suicide prevention. Read more about it at WUFT.org. Now, let's get into some other top headlines. Governor Ron DeSantis proposed a $99.7 billion state budget for 2022-2023. According to USA Today, the plan will increase spending for schools, the environment, all while spreading pay raises across a range of public sectors. DeSantis' free spending is held by $3.4 billion in federal pandemic relief aid sent to Florida under the American Rescue Plan. He also plans to increase spending on Everglades restoration, cities dealing with climate change, teachers' salary, and state law enforcement, among a few other things. DeSantis is asking state lawmakers to spend $270 million on Florida's waterways, but experts say more is needed. According to WUSF, the budget isn't enough to address the $2.3 billion worth of requests already made to the Department of Environmental Protection. About 90% of the projects are in South Florida, with a handful in the greater Tampa Bay region. Gainesville and the Federal Department of Transportation plan to build a road to decrease congestion on and around I-75. The plan includes a 300-foot bridge over Hogtown Creek and a new road running parallel to the interstate. Construction will begin by early 2023 and expects to be finished by 2024. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Giovanni Lambert, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great day.